0: welcome to the Hey Senat podcast. I'm your host, Senat Janeski, and I'm here to have real-life conversations about the things that we need to hear but don't really like to talk about. So tune in each week as we laugh and cry our way to a new perspective. Now let's get started. Hello, I am here today with Jennifer Robiard, And Jen and I have met, we met 10 years ago through a mutual friend. And kind of stayed connected on Instagram. And I reached out to Jen and asked her if I could have her on my podcast to talk about her journey being born again and her walk alongside God and with faith. And um, when I first met you, I don't think that this was such a big part of your life, but I've watched it like beautifully unfold through Instagram and and, like deepen your faith. So thank you so much for being here today. My
1: pleasure. And you know, when, when I hear, when I hear born again, I, I get this like emotional feeling because it's just like, man, you, you you do get a second chance in Christ. You know what I mean? Like I am born again, the old is gone and the new is here. You know what I mean? So I love hearing that.
0: Yeah. And I asked you if I could use that term because I feel like with any type of spiritual awakening, that is the best way to describe it. Like You are born into a new person and born into a new life. And like there's almost, although every part of you before led you to this point, there's a disconnect between who you were and who you are now, but like so much gratitude for who you were, because this, this woman brought you to this point. A hundred percent and everything. And I, and
1: early on in my walk with God, I always used to say, and I went through something really traumatic uh, I always just say, man, I wish I knew God during that time, you know, but then I look back and I'm like, I wouldn't be where I am today. And God has me exactly where I needed to be. And I am where I am now as a result to all of that. And I probably wouldn't be as obsessed and on fire for God had I not gone through those hardships. And it, it doesn't stop, you know, you say born again, cause you, you know, you get baptized and you start over, but it's also like, that's a daily commitment. Every day I have to wake up and say, Hey, do I choose the things of the world or do I want to choose God today? And it's a that the Bible says that we have to literally die to ourselves daily. So I have to die to myself daily to choose, to choose God. So I'm born again every day. I have a chance to wow. get it right.
0: You know what I mean, wow. And, and like, there's beauty in that because it's like, you know that every day you're making the same choice or you're making the choice and you're in control and I have of that a choice,
1: right? And you I have, have to a, choice. a choice. Everything in life has a choice. You choose to wake up every day to your husband and say, I love you. You choose every day to say, I'm going to, I'm going to have a good day today. Right. The power in the words that you choose, you can wake up and say, I'm tired and test this. I wake up sometimes. I'm like, Oh, I'm tired. My whole day. I'm tired. But when I wake up and say, it's a new day, it's a day, an opportunity to conquer. Yesterday sucked. I maybe I was tired yesterday, but today, today I choose happiness.
0: Today I choose gratitude. Today I choose me. Yeah. And what I'm hearing in that is that it's not denying that things can suck and it's not denying that life is hard because that's where like the toxic positivity comes in. Like, You know, we see so much of that, especially on social media, like so much toxic positivity and like be grateful and do these things. And I even shared this word grateful a lot, but it's not to to dismiss anything. It's like you are in control of your life and you are in control of the story that you're living, how you want to choose to spend those thoughts, those hours, those minutes is completely up to you. And that's what I think is. You,
1: I think you used the word suppression, and maybe you didn't, but that's the thought that yes. came to mind. When you pretend like everything's okay, you're suppressing what's actually what you're actually feeling, and it's like holding a beach ball underwater, you know. And we talk about self-awareness. If you're not uh, dealing with those feelings, it's like a anything will trigger you. Anything will set you off. It's like holding a beach ball underwater. It just comes back and hits you in the face. Someone irritates you, boom, there it is. You know, yeah. someone yeah. talks to you the wrong way, boom, there it is. Your kids are irritating you today, boom, there it is. You have to deal with it. So, suppressing it is not going to make it go away. You know what I mean? It's just going to hide and linger and it's going to come out in other ways of your life. But if you deal with it, and that's the thing is like, you know, you don't find God and all of your problems go away. Like, that's not how it works. Actually, I think it gets even harder because now mm-hmm. the enemy is at work extra hard because he knows who you serve you know what I mean? So I think, you know, suppressing it is not going to make things go away. Dealing with it, staying in those tough places. That's where, that's where character is built. Perseverance
0: is where character is built. So being a product of God and being a child of God, and I'm not speaking of this just in the religious aspect. It's like, Uh whether you have a religion or not, there is a God, there is an energy, there is a creator. Like we didn't just come from nothing. even if it's science that you believe in, it's energy, right? Something mm-hmm. happened. We were created in d- and designed in this way, specifically as humans to have a full range of human emotion. Yeah, We are denying our humanity if we are not experiencing ourselves feeling these emotions. Right. And suppressing them is actually denying who you are and denying if you believe in God, denying your God itself. Right. Right because we were created in this way to feel and we are yeah. having a human experience and right. we shall return from where we came. Right. But we came here for a reason. Yeah. And it's so to experience humanity.
1: Right. What are you going to do in that time? You know what I mean? Suppress your thoughts, act as though, Oh, I don't need nobody, <laughs> you know, but you can often, I feel like once you're in a place yourself, once you've done the work, And you've addressed those underlying issues, you can you look at people different. You know, you see someone and you're like, yeah, that person's really going through it, but they hide it really
0: well. So I'll tell you this: like when you step into your authenticity and when you've experienced yourself, you in order to be authentic, you have to get from the there's a spectrum of emotions. And on one side is fear. And then like the negative emotions and on the complete opposite side of the spectrum is love. And when you've made it from fear to love, and now you are living authentically, you see everybody and you see everything and you are whole and you see everybody as whole as well, because you know that like their experience, they're going to be able to get there. They're going to be able to get to love, but you can see when they're not there and you can see when they're reacting from pain. But you only get there when you yourself
1: have done the work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, fear is crippling. Fear will literally hold you from everything that God wants for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's Mm -hmm. so much in the world That God wants for you or whatever you believe in. You know what I mean? For me, it's it's God. So that's well, we're here to
0: talk about you and your experiences. That's that's how I'm gonna speak because that's what I know. Exactly. For sure, for sure.
1: But I just want to I want to make sure that it still reaches somebody, you know what I mean? Because sometimes people hear God and then they immediately turn off. But it's like whatever that is for you, you know, whatever it is that you believe in, whether it be energy, God, whatever, there's that there's greatness there. And that's what that's what life is, not sitting in fear. And oh, what if, and what if I don't, or what if I do like what, you know, I always, I've been using this a lot lately. Uh, banking on potential is expensive. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe No, 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 we can't do potential. We need to propel forward or we're going to sit there probably a minute too long. And when you're in the right place in the wrong position, you miss your blessing because you're scared. Come on, bro. Jesus doesn't want that Jesus did not come to earth to die for you to chill in fear.
0: Can I say preach? <laughs> that <laughs> like my hands are up in the air? Amen. Because so you and I are both really passionate about this, about this stuff, about this self awareness, about authentic living, about about living with love and like spirituality. Like we're so passionate that we dived right in. But I want to kind of go back a bit, a little bit, like, let's take a few steps back. And the whole purpose of this is to find out about how your journey started. Like, what was your life before and how did you find God and how did you, you know, accept the love and grace of God in your life and relate that to, yes, you said, you know, different people believe different things. For me, I'm trying to make a point here that spirituality is all the same when you step back and look at it, because everything that you're saying, I'm like, yes, preach. Yes, preach. <laughs> and I'm not someone who considers myself quote unquote born again in the sense that I've been rebaptized and I've, you know, like devoted my life to, to God, but I am a spiritual person. And I believe every single thing that you're saying. And I, like, I resonates with me because that's the way I live my life right now. So mm-hmm. in a sense, yes, I've been born again, but I want to hear about like how you became born again. It's a lot to unpack, but
1: if I try to summarize it within the allotted time frame that we have. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I've always felt like I was different from people and I never really understood why my mentality, the way that I think, the things that I want. And I always attracted people and things that were not in alignment with who I thought I was. And uh, to be honest, the, the turning point you know, I, I come from a broken home. I've been in really bad relationships, abusive ones. Uh, I've been raped. I've been molested as a child. And so automatically that creates a, an anger and a frustration against the world. And a wall. Absolutely. And, wow. you know, the culture doesn't teach us to deal with this stuff. It says, don't stay, too le- don't stay there too long, but keep it moving. hmm But keeping moving is distractions. So I'm not actually dealing with what I need to deal with. And it's going to come out and I'm going to replicate over and over and over again. Because as women, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe says that we're like incubators. Anything that you give us, we multiply. That's not just a seed from a man to give him to bear a child. It's it's attitudes. It's the way people treat us. Then we start to think that that's how we should be treated. We match energy.
0: We match energy and then yeah. we replicate and then,
1: yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and it's not even I ours was... in the first
0: place. We just take it on.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so I was a product of my environment, broken home, parents, not together, a uh, bit in and out of bad relationships, bad attitude was engaged to be married. And this is, this is the turning point. So, so how old were you at this point when you got engaged? I was, it was 20. I want to say I was 25. And at you know, this point, you had 25 have 25 right? yeah everyone's supposed to get married at 25 right and
0: <laughs> I know these like again with these with these like labels and terms and timelines right. that we need to follow that it's like why why are we not taught to do the work before we enter a relationship the environments that we're put in and like culturally even me myself growing up Lebanese it's like there's things so many things that go unsaid And that's Mm -hmm. the whole point of this podcast. It's like, how can we change things? How can we make changes? How can we change the perspective here? Because Mm -hmm. we enter these relationships before we even have a relationship with ourselves.
1: Right. But it's not, it's as far as like Disney movies, the princess meets the band and then they get married and they live happily ever. That is not real. That's Mm -hmm. not real.
0: No relationship on social media that you see is real. I'm going to say that right now, including mine straight up.
1: Because but of course, you, you're not, you not going to post,
0: right? But you're not, you're not going to see it. Like I, right. I can't, I can't show certain parts of myself because I'm in a partnership as well. Right. And it's not just me. Right. right. Okay. Right. And, and it's, and it's my family. And it's right. like, you're going to see the funny things that I posted like yesterday with my son playing and like, it's going to be fun, but we can't always show these parts of ourselves, but we're consuming that information and that data. So we're right. only consuming the good things.
1: Right. And you know, that's the funny part about social media. People lack identity to begin with and then go on social media and scroll and try to find themselves on social media. Mm-hmm. But like you just said, people are not posting the depression. People are not posting the, the, the divorce. People are not posting the struggle. You post the end. Yep. Right. Yeah. And that's why people are, are, are trying to get to these places,
0: like you said, without doing Doing the work, doing the work. And when I, when I lost my mom and when my mom died, I was looking at everybody's end game. I was like, they made it. Like my husband lost his brother young. Like he's okay. Now my, my cousins lost their, their parents. Like they're okay now, but like, I, you don't see the work because that is behind closed doors. Right. And that's how it needs to be. Right. Right. And then, and then now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, now let me help people show them the way and show them that it's not all rose color glasses right so you get engaged at 25 engaged. years old 25 he was my best friend we
1: were inseparable I was obsessed with him and he was obsessed with me I'm trying not to make to fast forward the story too much but long story short six months before my wedding um 300 invites dresses bridesmaids got their dresses deposits on everything
0: like it's happening I, like this is
1: in my head. I met my soulmate. This is it. I'm 25. This is the mark, right? Everyone (laughs) tells you by 25, 26, you have your first child, 27, you buy a house, blah, blah, vacation. Mm -hmm. bro. So anyways, uh, (laughs) bro, six, stop lying to people. You know what I mean? Like,
0: please. No, it's funny. Cause I was in high school and I remember I had a boyfriend in high school and someone said, oh, are you guys going to get married? And I was like, fuck that. Like, no, I'm not going to get married. I'm not getting married till I'm 25. And like, <laughs> I always wanted to be married. I, I, I got married at 25. Be married. Like it, because I thought I had to,
1: <laughs> but I honestly, I've always wanted to be married. Like, um, my, my mom kicked me out when I was 13 And I came to live with my dad who lived with my grandparents at the time. And my grandparents are who I am. They are my mom and dad. They've raised me. I've seen them, you know, keep the family together, take care of each other. I was watching them when my grandpa was passing away. And it was literally life changing because I saw a husband and a wife Mm. till the end, just have each other's backs. And I was like, man, it gives you hope like this actually exists hopefully in this day and age that exists too yeah for sure then right because the realities yeah. and the, the cultures and the expectations of what marriage was like back then and I'm, I'm not saying back then they didn't have their own issues but you know our grandparents, but stayed grandparents together yeah 52 years you know like and there's a lot of things that we can talk about that play into that but get engaged six months before my wedding he doesn't think he wants to get married and I'm like what do you what do you mean Did you have, were there any signs leading up to that? No, but after the fact, when I started to deal with it, I was like, yeah, duh. So the relationship was great for me because I was in control. It was great for me because I paid the bills. He didn't have anything without me. He couldn't keep a job. He was living at his mom's house, didn't pay a bill. I was doing all that. It made me feel good. At twenty five, too. At twenty five, it made me feel good because because I was coming out of a relationship that was making me feel like I was less than. I was never good enough. My and again, when I talk about dealing with stuff, childhood trauma, mom kicks me out, boom, rejection. No one wants me. My dad leaves after uh gets remarried, boom, I'm left again. Rejection. He doesn't want me. Now I meet a guy who's dependent on me. It mm. makes me feel
0: good. Wow. It makes me feel good. But you know what that is? It's an insecurity. It is. Why but this a- level of self-awareness though, people don't, this is what people are lacking is this level. And that's what you get from the work is that like you can go back and watch the patterns in your life. A hundred percent. And people
1: are scared of that though. It's a nasty yeah. place, man. The nights that I was on my hands and knees crying to God it's cries that I've never felt like mm-hmm. from the pit of my stomach, like Jesus, what, Why? What is going on? So I was looking for something more. We broke up. My whole life was over. Like, what do you mean? This this actually happens? I thought this only happened in movies and it's happening to me. Mm. I've done everything. I've poured everything that I have into this person just to see him be at his best potential because I believed in him. I believed that he could be this person. I literally fabricated in my mind that he was the one for me and disregarded all of the red flags you know that's what we call and the young folks call
0: them now yeah red flags well they were always there but we were taught to ignore those (laughs) right yeah like no yeah i can relate to this yeah i can relate to this because the the flags are there but our eyes are shut
1: right they say love is blind Mm. and the bible says to protect your heart at all costs because it's deceitful your heart is literally it'll deceive you because you you'll, you'll be in la la land and then forget to use your head and Mm -hmm. be like, wait, hold on. This is,
0: this is not, this is not it. This is not what, like, there's a part of you there that like there's room for compassion here. There's room for compassion and grace that you seek from your God, right. For yourself here. And, and I think like, Growth is being able to look back and be like, okay, no wonder, no wonder. Like right. I felt abandoned, and no wonder I wanted this. But and I, and okay. I say
1: that, I say that here, right? But mm-hmm. like I said, I, it's At hard the time. not to. Yeah, move yeah, yeah, you forward. can't. Yes, but in the moment, I was distraught. I, I was off work. I used to work three jobs, right? Because we were saving for a wedding.
0: I was you were saving for the wedding. I was say,
1: <laughs> say it again. One more time, please. For the people in the back, okay? girl, you're working getting married. three jobs, three jobs. And I couldn't even, and I'm a, I'm a get it done person. I'm mm-hmm. a senior strategic advisor. Um, and that's what I do. I get stuff done. I find issues and I fix them. Oh, how ironic that I would be with a guy who needs some fixing, you know what yes. I mean? Like,
0: yeah and and like, I again, that's the theme from the abandonment too, and from like your pa with your parents. it's huh. and i'm saying, and I'm pleased know that I'm not saying this as any form of like labeling. I'm not a therapist, but I can relate, yeah, on different levels, different stories, but I can relate yeah. because there's yeah. like when you feel abandoned, you want safety and security. Yeah. and that 100%. is your root, and you need an anchor, and you're just so desperately looking for an anchor because you feel like you're drowning right. Right. So you cling to, you cling on, on to, and you create stories. Right.
1: You click, you, if it's maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's sex, Mm -hmm. maybe it's whatever. You click, it's, you cling on because you're looking for something to validate you. But let me tell you that nothing, everything is temporary. But do you know what is not? God. He's consistent even when you're not consistent. He's there. He's been to every ball game, he's with you at every test. He's with you with every cry that you have. He's there, man. And you just got to, you just got to be like, I accept it yeah. because that void that for me, the void that I was feeling, everything that I wrote about in my poems, everything that I used to tell people that I wanted, I want a good man. I want this. I want something to stimulate me. I want to it was God. The missing piece was God, right? To tell me all of the things that I believe in are, you know, when you get into these relationships, sometimes or are Your friends or and people tell you you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you what what you're thinking or how you're thinking is completely irrational. And then you meet God and you're like, no, actually, (laughs) like I'm actually really smart and this actually makes sense. And my boundaries and the things that I love, the things that I say and believe in, they actually make sense. It's just again, who are you talking to? Who's your audience? Who are you hanging out with? Who are who's in your head telling you no or that doesn't make sense or you're stupid or whatever? Like. And they're putting you down
0: a hundred percent. They're putting you down and they, so, you know, we are, I'm going back to the energy for a bit because to me, like I said, it's all the same, but we are energy. And when we vibrate at a certain level, because Mm -hmm. we go back to the emotions. And so all of our feelings have a vibration. And when we vibrate from a place of pain, of fear, of brokenness, that is what we attract. And that's why they say misery misery loves company because you're going to be around the people who keep you at that level because you're scared and you don't know that you can move up.
1: But guess what? Not everyone's going to be there at the top with you, honey. And the door is not big enough to bring your whole squad with you. Sometimes it requires you to distinguish yourself and, and get into another area that is just you and God. Because in the moment of silence, in your moment of singleness, if you will, that's when it's literally just you and God. No one else to tell you what, how and where and why and whatever. It's just you and him. And that's where he can tell you about yourself that's how he can give you purpose that's how he can tell you what you should be with or what you shouldn't be with or who you should be with who you should be hanging out with what kind of job you should have that's the time that you have with your creator the person who knows the beginning and the end who knew you when you were in your mother's womb and knew how many hairs you would have on your head that's the, guy who's,
0: that's the guy who's you.
1: telling you right that's the guy who's telling you like hey jen go left So I'm in a place in my relationship with God that unless He's telling me, like I've I'm not listening to you. So you could be like, Hey Jen, I heard or I think that you should do X, Y, and Z. Okay, let me let me talk to Homeboy upstairs and see what he says. Because if he's not telling me, I don't care what you're telling me. Because I people let you down, people fail you, you know. And I'm not saying that you do life by yourself because the the word is explicit that we can't do life by ourselves. So these people who think it's me, myself, and I. It'll be tough when you're it's, by yourself. It's
0: not that it's me, myself, and I, but it is a relationship one on one first,
1: first.
0: 100%. And then you can add and complement to your life, but 100%. never to replace or to fill up your own cup. You do that. Right. You take care of your faith. You take care of your life. Everybody yep. else is a beautifully added bonus. 100%. And that's the part
1: that you have to be careful too, right? We, we talk about knowing ourselves so that we make sure that we're in alignment with the right people because one person could deter you from your destiny. Being with the wrong person, being linked with the wrong person, they could deter you from what, what's intended for you. So if you don't do the work within, you're not going to have the ability to, to see the red flags or to make sure that you're you know, hanging out with the right crew or whatever the case is like. That's where the work is done internally with you in order to be able to know, man, this this rubs me the wrong way. You know, this doesn't my spirit literally gets like disrupted when people are around that I shouldn't just be around or when I'm in places that I'm not supposed to be in. And it's just like, you know, now I know that I can't just I
0: can't be in the club. Well, as humans, we've been also given this, you know, this, you feel it in your gut feeling, we have an intuition and that is our connection to spirit. Hey, okay? that's the Holy spirit. That is me. the Holy spirit. It is. Mm-hmm. And that is saying like, no, no, my love, like, this is not for you. Listen. Right. And we're, Listen. Taught, we're taught at a young age to suppress that. Yeah. Going back to the suppressing our feelings, suppressing our emotions. We have been given a gift and this mm-hmm. gift is the connection and knowing what is right for us and what our path is right. We're taught not to listen to it. And so once we start tuning in and when we get quiet and it's like, I, as you were speaking about like getting quiet and doing it alone, it's like a cocoon. It's like a caterpillar in the cocoon. And it, what does it turn into this beautiful, magnificent butterfly, but it has to be alone in the cocoon first, because you have to get quiet and shut out the noise from everything around you to be able to find out who you are. Who am I? What is my purpose here? But a lot of people don't like to be there. No, no, because it's scary and it's lonely. And And it's hard. And it's hard, of course. And it's, and man, it's
1: really hard to look in the mirror and be like, man, Jen, like like I was saying before, I was with a guy who had nothing because it made me feel good. Like how insecure do I have to be to be with a guy who has nothing because
0: I like the feeling of being dependent on? But this you is a I mean? condition, but you 100%. were conditioned. you 100%. were conditioned from at a, a very young age that yeah. this is what you needed to do. And now, right. looking back, it's like what a blessing that mm-hmm. this obstacle was removed this marriage. I mean, it could have still been removed later on. I mean, there again, people get divorced and people like change and and they grow apart, but it didn't even get to that point for you.
1: No, so we broke up six months before the wedding, we broke up. And then all of this stuff happened in between. He came back because they always do. <laughs> and he's, uh, and at that point I was like, you know what? When we broke up, he got a job. He moved out of his house. He got a car. Interesting. Moved to Toronto. And I was just like, I had at that point already started my relationship, my journey with God, because I was at rock bottom. You know But what how I mean? and did
0: I, you start your relationship with God? How did that happen? I was invited to church.
1: Someone right? said, I, come with me. Come to church went to church, went to a convention.
0: And I don't know how to describe it. I was I was with my boy Yannick. What was your initial feeling, though, when someone said to you come to church? I've always kind of known God, you know, I've always had a relationship with God, but not to the extent that it is today, you know, but like, it's like your family kind of believed. Yeah, my family's Catholic. Yeah, okay. Okay. So it's been a part.
1: Yeah, yeah, we went to church on holidays, you know, uh, we, yeah, on holiday. yeah, we that's prayed. what a lot of people
0: do. That's how I grew up. We just, you know,
1: right. Yeah. So I was invited to church and I was like, you know, it was my friend at the time. My, my boy Yannick from, um, we work out together. We went to high school together, like super good friend, come to church, go to church. And this guy's wiling out. He wears a yellow shirt. If you ever went to a, a Christian Pentecostal church, it's poop.
0: Boot, boot, I've like seen what off. you post, and to be honest, like I don't go to church. But if I was gonna go to any type of church, that's the type of church that I want to be
1: at. <laughs> he was I'm wiling serious. out. Yeah, he was. And- he, was <laughs> he was wiling out, and then the pastor points to him and says, "Is this your wife?" He points to me, and now I'm like this guy, <laughs> and, and, causing a scene. He goes, "Is this your wife?" No, no, no. Is that your girlfriend? He goes, "No, no." no. Doesn't matter. Brings me to the front of the church. Stop. He literally picked you out the crowd. The pastor brings me out of the, and I don't remember anything other than, then I woke up, call it waking up, whatever it was, A spiritual awakening, spiritual awakening. I was on my hands and knees and the, all of the women in the congregation were behind me. And I was hearing things like Lord empower her, encourage her, uplift her. And I was just like, my friends don't even do this for me. I have goosebumps. And I never left church every Sunday there after I went to
0: church. What was that feeling? Like what? like Overcome, confused,
1: not sure what was going not sure what was going on, but so hungry and curious because I was at a place where I needed something. I needed something. Salvation. Something, something needed to change about me. Something. I needed something more. The club, drinking, partying, it wasn't doing anything for me anymore. I needed something more. And so I went to church every Sunday thereafter, I got baptized 2017 best day of my life. And my life changed. Things started happening, open doors. I'm at, man, I'm about to open up a business. I am the, I'm a first generation graduate. I put myself through school because of work paying for my education. Like my mom never graduated. My dad never went to school, could barely keep a job. You know what I mean? He was a single dad for a long time. I don't have those examples in my life to, you know, no one paid for me to get to nowhere. I didn't have a good family dynamic. I had my grandparents, God love them, because they really, you know, looking back, protected me and instilled in me some really good values and morals. Um, but I don't come from that. I don't come from money. Everything that I did, I did, I was very intentional. So when I started getting at these tables with these managers and directors and they're talking about Oh, this wine was great. And I'm like, I drink Hennessy and, and ginger ale. <laughs> so I got a job at LCBO to learn about wine so that the next time I was at these meetings with these people, I was like, oh, yeah, wow. the Cat So from California. Amazing. Wow. Just to be able to be at these places. So God opened doors for me, not just doors in my heart, in my mind, but opportunities, like places that I never thought I would imagine to be because I was obedient because God came first. And now in my life, nothing comes before God, no relationship, not even my family. You know what I mean? Like it's God, it's God first because God, God's got me. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that my family doesn't, but I know that God is going to propel me into places that I need to be. And so if it's not God made, if it's not a God plan, I don't want it. I don't want to put my plans into God's ideas. I want God to give me the ideas. So that I can make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing with the talents and the gifts that I've developed, the things that I've gone through in life to put me where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? And oftentimes we're going where we think we should be doing what we want our parents, what our parents want us to do. But it's like, when I had that encounter from that day forward, it was like, man, God, I choose you. I died to myself daily to serve you. And it's, it's served me well in life. How do you know when it's a God's plan?
0: What do you feel?
1: You know that it's, it, 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 it just makes sense. You know, in 2019, I'm, I'm not a, you know, New Year's resolution person. I'm not that person. But in 2019, I literally prayed and I fasted for three days. And I said, God, what is, what is, what's, 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 what is it for me in 2019 or 2020? Whatever. He says, anything that makes you restless, rest less, keeps you up at night. Whatever. Let it go. It's not for you. And so now when things bother me, when my spirit gets disturbed, when I don't sleep, when I'm not seen clearly, when I get angry and frustrated, that's not God. God is love. He's joy. He's happiness. That's God. You know what I mean? So if it doesn't make you feel that way or it's not bringing you closer to God, it's not for you. You know, like my friendships and my relationships need to bring me closer to that. Like I want it so bad. Like when I get to heaven, I want God to look at me and say, you're a good and faithful servant. I don't want him to be like, oh, well, remember the time when you were in the back of the car? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> I you know, I don't want that for me. I want, I want to do the best that I can. I want people to feel loved in my presence. I want people to feel inspired. I want people to know Jesus. And so I live my life in a way that I hope I pray to God is reflective to that. And I fall short. We no, all, but Jen,
0: it is because someone like me, I reached out to you. I was mm-hmm. like, Jen, like, and again, we've only had a social media type of friendship following, right? Like we, you know, I was like, I need help. I I'm feeling, I'm feeling called. I'm like, God is calling to me and God is speaking to me and I don't know why. And I'm terrified. Like I was fucking terrified. I was crying some days Mm -hmm. because I was like, why is this happening? And, and I'm still sorting that out and I'm still figuring that out, Mm -hmm. but I was able to reach out to you and I didn't even hesitate. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to message her because I know that she's going to hold a safe space because I knew in my heart, the way that you're portraying yourself is what I needed. Like I, I knew it was safe. So you are doing that. And, and women is women are,
1: have such a, I am that I definitely like sisterhood is huge for me because I know where I've been. And so when people mm. feel called to do things and you reached out to me, I'm just like, man, let God use you. Don't, a lot of people will hide away from it because they don't want to go there. You know what I mean? But it does require work and conditioning and adapting and you will change. You'll lose friends you know what I mean? You'll lose family, maybe w- whatever it is, but there's something so much bigger than you can ever think or imagine. And the platform that you're creating by having women just share their testimony,
0: that in itself is God. You know, that's like, why I'm like, saying it's like, use me. That's, that's right? how I feel. I feel the same as you when it comes to this. Is like, I've been there. I know what it feels like to feel alone. I know what it feels like to feel abandoned. I know what it feels like to need security and to not know who you are and try to follow everybody else. And people put you down. And like, I've had some horrible people do horrible things to me in my life. Right. And I've never been that type of person. So I'm like, why are these people around me? Like, what is happening here? And I had to start questioning every single decision that I've made in my life. I had to start to get to know myself better. And it's like, how can I help? And how do you break the cycle? How do you break the cycle? How do I, How do you be break the cycle for my mm-hmm. daughter? What I needed? Oh, that's, and that's so, you know,
1: I talk a lot about generational curses. Well, there's um, generational trauma too. And like hundred percent. Yeah. And it, it doesn't stop unless you stop it mm-hmm. because I could replicate what I was born into. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm changing. This is my legacy. Like I don't have children yet, but I need to be the woman that I want my children to, to, to see. I don't want them to be with the guy who uses them and, and abuses them and rapes them. Like, I don't want my children to go through that. So I need to deal with
0: it. I'm getting actually like overwhelmed with emotion right now. I'm sorry. Like I I usually can contain it. Like it's thinking about my children and how I can be everything that I want them to be. Right is where it starts. And you have the power to do that. Yeah. right. And we all do to change
1: the trajectory because if you don't, like I said, women, we are incubators, so we will replicate. And it doesn't just mean in your own life. It means your children, your children's children and so on and so forth. And so you have the power to make the change to, and it's a con again, choice every day. I'm going to be the best wife I can be. I'm going to be the best mom I can be. I'm going to be the best leader I can be. I'm going to be the best friend I could be every day. You have to make that choice because you're changing the narrative for someone, whether it's your daughter, your friend, or the people who are going to listen to this podcast, you're, you're creating that someone could listen to this and be like, man, I remember I listened to this podcast a couple of years ago and it changed my life. You did that. And that's my part hope. Of that.
0: that is exactly what I'm hoping to achieve is that not every episode is going to resonate with someone, but this one s- single episode may help one other person 100%. and plant a seed. And then they sit on it and they think about it. And oh, yeah. I remember when Jen said that and like, that's kind of like what happened to me or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. And it's we, like we all spread. go through things. We just all
0: go through know. things
1: and it's, and it's being okay with saying, Like, I don't know that I would ever, like, seven years ago, tell anyone that I was raped. Okay. And be okay to talk about it, you know?
0: Healing. 100%. That that is what, so for me, same thing. I freaking, my whole first episode, I, like, poured everything out there as much as I could in 20 minutes. (laughs) Like, I had to, like, you know, get through it. And, and that is when I knew that like, okay, I've done the healing and I've done the work because I'm able to talk about, talk it. about it. And, and then- a couple of years ago, I had written a chapter in a book about self-love and I wrote about my story and I didn't mention that part of it because I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't there yet. And now I can so freely talk about it. Yeah. And that's, what's like getting to know yourself. It's liberating. It's you literally yeah, li- yeah, liberating. It's liberating. Like, yeah. When you can
1: let that's that is evidence that you've that you've moved forward, right? I remember my ex fiance and I, we used to love soca like that was our thing, like soca music. And there was a point in time where I couldn't even listen. Soca music is like the happiest music you'll ever listen to, like you cannot be yeah. sad to soca music, you cannot listen to it and not move. So <laughs> I was crying listening to soca because yeah. I was so devastated that I had just lost this person, you know what I mean, and so. That when I was no longer when I now I can listen to Soka and it's good it's good times like there was a season in my life that was really tough it was really hard and one thing I'll always say is no matter how much I was hurt as a result of that he showed me my highest high he was my highest high and he was my lowest low if there's one thing I know for sure is he loved me and I loved him you know and that that to me is a love that I've never felt since. Um, And I'm okay with that now. And so I and I was I think I was saying that, and then we kind of switched. The, but when he came back, and I saw that he was finally figuring it out, I was like, "No, we were together for a season, and that season was to whatever it was for me and whatever it was for you. But I don't think we're supposed to be together. I think that we were together for a season. We experienced and encountered this beautiful thing together, and then it was time to move on. You know what I mean? And so let it being able to say." That that is what it is, and some people are not in your life forever.
0: No, but that's breaking the cycle. Right, you could have just went back to it. Right, and that's breaking the cycle, and that's healing. Right, and that's 100%. like an act of self love. Yep, yeah. and you get that support from God. Mm-hmm. Amen. One hundred
1: percent. Yeah, and and no one could a no one could do it better than him because fast forward twenty twenty.
0: Uh, Aaron passed away and I wanted to and I asked you if that was okay that if we talk about it so yeah. you were engaged you have like this whole life-changing experience and then he passes away and he actually can't come back into your life
1: yeah and so any anger anything that I held on to mm. um when he passed away was gone
0: and, yeah, and I, when my mom died, it was the same thing. It was like, it's not like any, there's no room for resentment No, when someone is gone. And 100%. then you realize, why do I hold on to it while people are still alive?
1: Yeah. And what got me through, honest to God, I was more emotional at how sovereign God is than I was that he passed away. And I don't want to sound morbid, but I had already grieved his loss when we broke up. Wow. We, were, we were apart for five years. I found God. You know what I mean, and I was more emotional that I was strong. Because remember, I said I, I I wish I knew God in that season, but God showed up, man. When when Aaron passed away, He showed up, and I was ready. I was I was. It was emotional. Don't get me wrong. I cried, and I went to of the course. funeral. And his mom was like, "Oh, I wish he would have married you," and my mom, and I was like, "Not the time," but you know, and and. I was just so overwhelmed with the emotion that I was armed. I was, I had God's armor on me and I was prepared and it sucked, but I was finally putting to rest a piece. And I didn't realize until then that I was still carrying a bit of that pain. And I was still carrying a bit of that frustration because I'm now, I'm now 35 and I don't have kids. And you know, like I I wanted that. I thought I was good. I thought my life to be a lot different now than what it is. But I was just so in awe that God had, had my back and that I went in there prepared and I felt strong and I felt confident. And it just shown how much I had grown as an individual that I was able to say, I lost somebody and this person is a person that I loved a lot, but I've already, I took the time to, to grieve. I took the time to, to be there and, 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 and grieving is, is necessary because it, it, it's, it's part of your purpose. And I, and I read somewhere that, that when we, when we run from grief, um, we run from the very thing that could help us. Right. And for me, it's kind of like, why would I run from the opportunity to get to know someone, which is God, who will be able through prayers and through reading Bible verses or whatever to heal, to help heal me. You know, it's, it's grief that gives purpose. And the grieving process is God, God um, bringing us to a place that we need to be in to, to move forward. Because if you don't sit in that place for a little while, it's never going to go away. And so the beauty of grieving is that, yeah, it hurts and it's painful. And, and it, some people are awkward around because they don't know what to say. Your friends and family are just like, "Mm, I I don't know what to say. I don't, and it is uncomfortable, but you need to go through that process because if you don't, you're never going to act, you're going to bring that forward in other areas of your life. And so it just showed me that number one, I, how far I've come in my journey because I felt prepared. And number two, that I needed, I needed to, to mourn his loss so that I can move forward. It was like, it was like closure. Like I need to let it go, man. I need to, it's got to go because then I'm always, and it's still, and I won't lie because, you know, in relationships today, the abandonment arises because he left me the way my dad left me, the way my mom left me. And so it it like resurfaced that little girl in me that wanted so bad to, to be loved. But the beauty was, is that I I found that in something more sustainable, right? Someone who's not going to leave me someone who, you know, the Bible says that he will not forsake you. He's there and you just gotta, you just gotta see it. You just gotta run to it. You just got to ask. He hears you. And oftentimes God is sitting there waiting for you to be like, God, I need you. But we don't. But we have the source, the, ever, the living water that will quench our thirst, the bread of life that will give us that will give us the, the food and the bread that we need to, to sustain. Like it's it's real. So for me, the passing just was literally another born again. It was another opportunity for me to be like, OK, I let go of that past. I let go of the pain. I let go of the anger and the frustration. And God used my voice to help other people. Give me an opportunity to let someone know that, hey, yeah, you've lost someone, whether they physically died or they just left you. You've lost someone, but it's okay. Like you can't have, and that relationship consumed me so much that I didn't prioritize myself. And so sometimes God will remove things, not just to destroy you, but to help you refocus on the things that are important, which is you, because you're important and you can't be a good person to anybody else if you're not good to yourself. And You don't speak life and you don't take care of yourself. You don't take care of your body, your mind and your soul. You can't be good to nobody else if you're not good for you. You know what I
0: admire so much is that in my like in my journey, I've had to do all of this growth within a relationship because that's just where I was in my life. And, and I had points where I was like, I need to be doing this on my own, but I had no choice. Like I was in a relationship, but you've done this not being in a relationship because then I like, was like, okay, well, it was in my relationship that I was triggered and that's why I had to do this and all of that. But you've done it like on your own. It's, it's, yeah.
1: Not on my own because I had a really good church community. My pastors are amazing. Um, they they're there to pray with me. I have really good friends where I can just pick up and say, yeah, hey, I just need a prayer. I just need, I just need you to pray for me right now.
0: You know what that I mean? My so- favorite part of, of faith mm-hmm. is the prayer. And I, and I mentioned this in one of my episodes, it's like, I met the same time around the time that I had met you, mm-hmm. and I had met a friend, a new friend at work, and he was again, similar situation to you, born again, fully into his faith. Like God is his cornerstone. And he asked me like, what's your cornerstone? And I was like, I don't know. I don't have a cornerstone. And I panicked. And like, that's what I've been searching for is my Mm -hmm. cornerstone and my anchor. And, and whenever something would happen, he would pray for me. Mm -hmm. And I had never felt more seen or heard than when friends of mine pray for me. Yeah. Yeah. It is the yeah. most beautiful act of love,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: prayer. Yeah. And yeah, it absolutely. is so powerful.
1: And I think, you know, you mentioned, you know, you had to go through the things that you've gone through while in your marriage. And, I, and I'm not married, but I'm, I'm under the impression that, you know, you talk about being whole before you get into something. And I think that your individualism should always be a thing even when you are married. And so yes. your partner should be able to love you through the highs and the lows and the changes because we all evolve as people and we all go through things as people. And so what I find the most beautiful, and I, 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 I love my pastors is I, they are all authentic and they talk about the hardships and how difficult it is. And it's not gumdrops and rainbows. And sometimes she needs to be his strength and other times he needs to be her strength and, and together is how you grow. And so a lot of people kind of don't go through those seasons and that's how people end up separating from yeah. each other but it's like if you can draw together and understand the biology of a man and a woman and how they were created for each other and why and how i think that's what helps propel your marriage forward you know what i mean because you need to continue to do you there's still a and maybe this is not the right words but like you are still a single person in
0: your relationship a hundred percent and like i'll tell you the best thing that like the best thing that happened for my marriage was when i started to do my work Yeah. And 100% with even within the marriage and now yeah. 10 and a half almost 11 years later we're the best we've ever been right because like we were able and and i did the work on my own and i was able to i guess like have my individuality aside from my relationship. Right? And we're so good as women
1: to put everything on pause to do what the man needs to do. And you know who taught me not to do that? Michelle Obama. I went to her <laughs> okay. I went to her thing in Montreal and she said in her she said in her thing there she says, "You know, I didn't want to be Barack's wife. I didn't want to be known as Barack's wife. I wanted to be Michelle Obama." And there were parts of her that resented him because he was doing his thing and he was doing so well. And she didn't like how she looked or she didn't like where she was at. So she invested in herself because she wanted to be Michelle Obama. And now it's Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. You're right. Yeah. what I mean, Michelle is Michelle. She does her thing. She started working out. She has all of these business endeavors. She does what she does. But women were so good at saying, let me. and, and, And I'm huge on allowing a man to lead. But I do believe that you can still be a leader in your own way as a woman. That you're not less than or you're, you're, you're decreasing yourself in order for him to get to where he wants to be. You need to be and do you because you're not going to be, your happiness is your business. Your husband's not going to make you happy. That's a you thing. hundred so percent. You, you yeah. got to Like you said, you got to do the work. And the, the beauty is when your husband can support you in doing that work and then together you meet. And it's like that's how powerhouses are built. Michelle Obama and Barack Obama are who they are. And I don't know them personally, but you know, social media tells me that they're powerhouses and I,
0: that's goals. So I've had to become a leader in my own life and like, it wasn't anything I had done before, but I had to be a leader and I had to lead my path and lead all of the things I had to learn, all of the healing, all of the therapy, the Reiki, like the coaching. I I did a whole coaching. I'm a certified life coach. I've transformed through that program as well. And I had to be a leader in that. And now I can be a leader within a relationship, but we're also equal. So like, if I want communication in my relationship. I can be a leader in that and not feel like I need to wait around for him to communicate. I will communicate first and and then he will respond. And that's okay. It's not a competition. I can be, I can show up in kindness. And what am I going to get back? I'm going to get that same kindness back. And Uh that's okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree.
1: I agree. You show up for you and you, your relationship is again, like you said before, you, the, the, the energy that you, the energy that you put out is what you get. Yes. So you want a better communicator? Communicate. If you're not
0: happy with what you're getting, what are you giving? Check yourself. A hundred percent. Number one, check yourself. What are you doing to contribute to making your life better? 100%. What have you done? And, and I have to, ch- I check myself constantly. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you like, to. yeah, you have to, because it's not
1: anybody else's responsibility for you to, like, I could say something to you that could offend you. And maybe I wasn't even trying to offend you, but if it offends you, is that my fault?
0: So we, my fault. we choose how we want to feel about things. And that goes back to the, every day you make a choice. So yeah. I choose to feel upset about this. And it's up to me on what I want to do with this. Now, this new information, do yeah. I approach you? Do I allow it? Do I, you know, do I communicate it? What do I do I release it? What do I want to do with that? Because the power comes from us and having some type of anchor and having that cornerstone, like in your situation with God, that is what's going to keep you secure while life is happening at full speed. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I really do think that having faith and having a support system is is necessary.
1: Yeah. Because if not, then you, what are, what, what are you holding on to if there's nothing? So that is, the that's my word of encouragement for anybody who's seeking something more. What are you, what, are, what do you believe in? What's your purpose? Why do you wake up every day? Start with that. You know what I mean? And if it, if it's any, it's for any, if it's for anything or anyone else, but you, you're already in the, it's, that's, you got to start with you, right? You can't you can't say in life, I want to be happy, but I really want my husband to get the job that he wants in life. Or I really want my boyfriend to succeed. What about you? Cause you can't live through other people's dreams. What's your dream? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? I can't live through you. <laughs> I mean, like I, there, you, what are you going to offer me? You know, like I can, I can watch you. And then, then what? oh, she's so good. Oh, she's doing this. Oh my gosh. She's so cool. Then what, what do you, what, what is that doing for you? Like, what do you do? What do you want for yourself? What, what do you, what does that look like? And that's hard too, right? But until you take the time to get to know yourself and who you are and what you want in life, you're never going to find that purpose because you're trying to, you're scrolling on social media, trying to figure it out, looking at other people who probably even sometimes live in that bends that you wish that you had. Right. Don't look at other people and watch what other people are doing. The, the, the biggest thief is comparison to compare yourself to other people. I'm, there are people, like I said, who have a Benz and they're living in that Benz because that's all they can afford. <laughs> like, I don't want nobody's life other than the one that God has for yeah. me. And, and the comparison, I can't do that because there are a lot of prettier girls on the internet who have a better body than me and a bigger butt. You know what I mean? And if, if that's what I'm aspiring to be, I'm going to be really unhappy because that's just not me. And maybe I could go get surgery or go to the gym for hours or whatever the case is, but like, is that really going to fulfill me at the end of the day? If
0: I haven't done the work on the inside? Well, there's always going to be something else that you're going to want to achieve. And until you have that love for yourself and and your circumstance and the life and this appreciation for your life and the connection that you have to your purpose you're not going to ever be satisfied and it has nothing to do with anybody else. It has everything to do with you. And I remember, I remember trying, like I'm very much into like manifesting the life that I want and Mm -hmm. creating the life. So I'm a creator right now in my life. Like I choose what I want and I make it happen. But at one point in my healing journey, I wasn't able to even visualize. I didn't even allow myself permission to visualize the life that I wanted. And so it, if you want to get to this point, it's like, start with where you are, start by examining your life, start doing the healing, find your purpose and allow yourself permission to picture the life that you want. And then every day do something towards that and make it happen and keep yourself accountable. And that's the key, right? You said it, start. Start. Just start.
1: That's you know? it. Like
0: by a, shut, by down, a shut down the noise.
1: Mm-hmm. If exactly. It's,
0: if it's a book, if it's a podcast, if it's a TV show, if it's like someone in your circle, if it's Jen, if it's me, if it's like someone that is inspiring, you reach out. I reached out to Jen. I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, like this, is, you sent me Jaya. You know how often I listen to that? You... <laughs> I'm telling you, I didn't take it lightly. Like mm-hmm. I I reach out because like like we're building a community and we are leaders in the change right now. You and I we're leaders in the change and there's so many of us and I'm bringing so many people in here to be leaders Mm -hmm. in the change and we're building a community. It's like, we're here to help you reach out to someone. You don't know where to start. You have to be extremely vulnerable to be able to do that. A hundred percent. You are your best investment. And and
1: you deserve it. And if it means reaching out to somebody who inspires you, great. And if they don't answer, well, then maybe that's not who you should be getting your inspiration from. But even better yet, and I'm just going to plug it in again, because that's just what it is. Open your Bible. Like the, the Bible app has devotions in it, and you can put into the devotion, fear, depression, anxiety, love, and you literally read devotions. So there are resources and tools that are available there if that's what you want. And if it's not somebody or whatever, then then do the work yourself and, and look for those. Man, we live in a... We are so lucky as millennials to have access to YouTube. Like, I just need to YouTube, sermon on depression, and then I'll find something there to get inspired by. There's so much stuff at your fingertips that you just you just got to be willing, right? Because we're all able. Yep. Are you willing to go and, and do the search? Are you willing to do that? And to your point, whether it's me, whether it's you, whether it's a friend, someone that inspires you, reach out because you're not alone. And we're literally not created on earth to be alone. It's not in our DNA to do life alone. The Bible literally says it. if we think that we can do it alone, we will fail. But where two people are together, they're back to back. When the enemy comes to try and, and you know, defeat them, I can help you up. But if I'm doing it alone, I'm going to be cold and i'm not you know you 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 when when i'm weak you're strong and vice versa that's the beauty of having solid people in your circle and sometimes the people you need to get rid of are the people in that circle but never again never do things alone where where you where you remove you must replace if you're going to remove a friend replace a friend you're going to remove a job replace it with another job <laughs> you you have to you you life is not meant to be done alone and and the person who thinks that they need to do it alone just hasn't found the right community and the right people. And again, that starts with you go to your local church.
0: And it's okay to keep searching, keep searching until you find the right fit. Like I went through four right. different therapists before I found the one that works. I could have exactly. stopped. I could have right. stopped that one. I could have right. been like, I tried this. It's not for me, but how bad do you want it? How, how bad, bad do you want right. it? And are you willing to hold yourself accountable?
1: Yeah. And we're, and again, this is a journey that is not just the flick of a switch. And in a world where it's insta everything, I want it instantly. I want it now. That's not how this works. It's it's not. It's you. You won't get there tomorrow. It's gonna suck. You know there will be good days. There will be bad days. You'll fail. You'll fall short. But you just gotta start. You gotta find a community, and you gotta keep on. You gotta keep on keeping on,
0: because it's not gonna get. It doesn't get easier. You know what I mean? No, I think that's like the perfect perfect spot to end this. Is like all the motivation you possibly need and, and the community and the safety. So thank you so much for sharing your story. I would love to have you back on again. Like anytime. before we conclude, I want to pray for you. I, I I want to pray for you. I would love that. Thank you. Because,
1: you know, you said that you enjoy it, but I also think that this is, this is awesome. And the work that you're doing is amazing. And I just want you to feel inspired. And so if you don't mind, I'd love to pray before we Please, conclude.
0: Thank you. As awesome. I cry, because I'm already.
1: <laughs> Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you do and everything that you've done. We thank you for the privilege of breathing. We thank you for people like this, who provide platforms for people to feel inspired, to learn, to grow. And only through your grace, God, do we have the ability to have gone through things that you can show up and show out and allow us to share that testimony with other people. We thank you for all the work that you're doing um, in her life, in her marriage, in her children's life. We break generational curses today. Anyone who is listening to this live, Lord, that you may dwell in their heart, that you change their mind, that they find a renewal and that you ignite a fire in them, God, that they pursue you, but most of all, that they pursue themselves. Let them feel inspired. Let them feel overwhelmed with your love. Let them feel you today and forever, always, God. We thank you in advance for all the work that you do. We thank you for the opportunities. We thank you for the career choices. We thank you for the renewal of people's minds and we thank you for all that you are. We thank you for continuing to do a work in our lives. And we, uh, we cherish you, we adore you, we worship you, we admire you, and we uh, adore you, and we adore Sanaf for being able to give us an opportunity to be here together. We pray this in your mighty name,
0: Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Do you see the tears streaming down my face? <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, Jen. That's a wrap on this week's episode of the haste at podcast. Please follow along on Instagram handle is at h e ys to continue the conversation. And please share this with your friends and family. If you think that anyone out there needs to hear today's message together, we can really help a lot of people have an excellent day and thanks for tuning in.